Please listen carefully. And now, live from the Zudio in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys flapping gums and being chums, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast, Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, it is our monthly... Nerd alerts for February. Correct. I can never say it right. That R in there. That sneaky R is like library. Throws me off. All the southern people I know say library. Library. That's not right. It's my favorite kind of pie. Library pie. It's so knowledgeable. It's filled with so much knowledge and books and learning. No, but these are nerd alerts for February. So weird the R in there. But it's your favorite segment. I, I prepare yeah. all my notes, and then we just sort of have off-the-dome reactions mm. to all the crazy stuff I find online because I spend, some would say, way too much time <laughs> But it is also a particularly fruitful month because we just had the Super Bowl happen. <laughs> Don't sing too much. We're going to get sued. Um, Bill Burr can do it. True. That is the nerdy thing. Every time the Super Bowl happens, like, I watched the game. I had a good time. Didn't have any skin in the game. Did you? No. Okay. But we do the nerdy thing is you watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. Right. Because everything is new. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite commercial? Did you have any reactions to anything particular? Um. Jeez. Let me think. Let me think. I thought that the the most amusing one to me was Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen. Oh, it was awesome. That was that was. Because stuff has to surprise. It, it's surprise, right? Music that has something that's surprising is good. There you go. And comedy that has something surprising is good. You don't see the ending coming. And I didn't see that coming at all. That was really funny. It was just them eating Lay's chips, re- like reminiscing about yeah. past times, which you believe because they seem like they're friends. Mm-hmm. But then Seth Rogen marries <laughs> a zombie ghoul that's haunting <laughs> his house. Uh, it just the way Paul Rudd passes out, and <laughs> so the Rogan's like, like, hey, <sighs> I can't do the, I can't do the Seth Rogan. Yeah, no, it, oh, I think that's only Seth Rogan. You have to have that certain sort of larynx, <laughs> the charred larynx. There you yes. go. <laughs> uh, I do have a note here though, because uh, our produ- I, I chatted about this with our producer Not Scott, and his one comment was a, su- a severe lack of talking animal commercials for the Super Bowl. Oh well, because we usually get monkeys or something, maybe mm-hmm. cavemen. We did get a robot dog though. Yeah, there's a robot dog. And then I do have to point it out, our, our good buddy Pete Holmes, whose podcast we follow, another mm-hmm. stand-up mm-hmm. comedian, he's back as the E-Trade baby. E-Trade baby, yeah. That, I was the only one that was excited about that commercial. Everybody <laughs> else is like, what's going on? I'm like, Pete Holmes. <laughs> but other than that, He's it was wearing just... Lululemon and eating a bagel. <laughs> but other than that, it just seems like every commercial was just about, hey, do you like hard seltzer, crypto, or electric cars? Well, here you go. <laughs> hard seltzer, man, yeah. What is up with hard seltzer? It's the new Zima. It, it, well, it is. That's what Zima wasn't in, in the first place. There you go. Man, that's, uh, I'm not a fan of hard seltzer. <laughs> Maybe the hard Mountain Dew that's coming out. Who knows? Oh, man. Ooh. But within all those commercials, we do get a sneak peek at a whole bunch of things, and we usually start off Nerd Alerts with trailer talk, and there was a whole bunch of trailers. The biggest one, the thing I was probably most in, enchanted by, was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse yes. of Madness. Full first look. Sam Raimi. 
Sam Raimi. <laughs> Mountain Did, official Mountain Nerdmore member. That is. Mm-hmm. As confirmed a couple episodes right. ago. It that was so funny in the trailer because we do get the there was like now that I know that Sam Raimi is doing this, I'm looking for the Sam Raimi isms, uh-huh. the Sam ramifications. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh but there's only one that I noticed in the trailer, and that's when they do the zoom in to Wanda's eyeball. Mm-hmm. That's totally Sam Raimi. Like, let's zoom in and just see this person's face. I was like, oh, that's wonderful. But the trailer is crazy. We get Doctor Strange. We get sinister Doctor Strange, who we kind of saw in What If. Mm-hmm. We get Wanda coming back mm-hmm. as full Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Wong is there. Uh, mm-hmm. Mordo is there. Chewie Tell Edgefor, he comes back. I was looking really hard. I tried to rewatch it again, but I'm really bad at finding Easter eggs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was really looking hard to see if there's anything pointing to Loki stuff in there because that was multiverse related. And but there's that the trailer opens up with Doctor Strange being like, I keep having this dream, and then it turns into a nightmare, which, haha, nightmare is an enemy in Marvel that pops up. That's a little Easter egg. But he sees that. We sees the Sanctum Santorum, and it looks like the end of time that we saw in yeah, Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like shot for shot. And then we know from, kind of spoiler alert, we know from Spider-Man No Way Home, like the whole multiverse branches that show up in the sky, those are back again. Mm-hmm. We saw those in Loki. There was one nerd on the internet that pointed out that there is one shot, if you freeze frame it on YouTube, that shows a possible time door. That the TVA used, the oh, little yeah, gold yeah, yeah. squares. Apparently one of those in the background. Oh, so see. Loki may play a part. It's gotta. The thing I was so so fascinated by, like, obviously the CGI is great. It's, I mean, it's Doctor Strange. We're getting into the occult. We're getting into the supernatural. Mm-hmm. But Marvel's doing a really good call on, like, color coding their magic or making their magic identifiable. Because, like, every time we've seen Doctor Strange use his magic, it's the gold sort of mm-hmm. circles. In this one, we see the Darkhold book on the floor, and Doctor Strange is using chaos magic, all red, just like Scarlet Witch. That's not a Doctor Strange thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, is chaos magic, like, the crux of this whole movie? Mm, I don't know. That, there was that line where Wanda was like, you do it and you're the good guy, I do it and I'm the bad guy. And that's Spider-Man No Way Home and WandaVision. Yeah. Like, she created a perfect world to have love that persist and perseveres but get punished for it dr strange is like oh, i'm gonna make people forget about spider-man and everything's gonna be okay it's an interesting concept because it kind of sets up scarlet witch slash wanda being the bad guy my guess is that i think wanda is just going after her two kids yeah because at the end of wandavision there was that little end credit scene where she's reading through the dark hold and she hears her kids voices coming mm-hmm. through i would assume the multiverse now so now she's just after Doctor Strange and be like, take me through the multiverse to help me find my kids. Mm. Oh, but we'll see how it goes. There's so many cool things in there. We get to see the Sorcerer School uh, Camartage. We get to see Chaos and Enemies, which I guess this is a fun little tidbit, but you saw the giant eyeball with the tentacles. Mm-hmm. They're calling it Gigantus in this one. Mm. I learned, because I'm a nerd and I went and looked into it, the original name was Shumar Gorath, but they can't call it that because... That was technically created by Robert E. Howard from the Conan series, like way before it was ever showed up in Marvel. But they sort of gave it a new name to be like, we're not doing this thing. We're doing something totally different. (laughs) So we're seeing chaos. We're seeing magic. We're seeing multiverse jumping. There's a new character in there called America Chavez who has the power to go through the multiverse as well. So this is going to be time jumping, magic, sorcery, just bonanza. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. (laughs) 
but seems a little bit more higher stakes than Doctor Who. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. But speaking of chaos, this sort of ties into they showed a commercial for it during the Super Bowl, but the trailer actually premiered a little bit before, but ties into it. Marvel's getting into the occult. Marvel's getting into the supernatural, and they're doing the Moon Knight series on Disney+. Mm, Plus. Yes, that looks really interesting. We get to see Oscar Isaac, who's playing a crazy person. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar? Did you ever read Moon Knight comics? Yeah, I did. I read a little bit of Moon Knight. He was always my favorite because he was like Batman with essentially mental illness. Yeah. He's got dissociative identity disorder, which means he has split personalities. And they actually hinted at that in the trailer Mm -hmm. because they make a point. He's like, my name is Steven. And then he picks up the phone and some ladies talking to him. She's like, Mark, thank God you're alive. He's like, wait, I'm Steven and Mark? Mm-hmm. But that is Stephen Grant and Mark Spector. I mean, that's part of the Moon Knight lore. The craziest part was seeing Ethan Hawke just like, we don't know who he is. He's dressed in robes. He's got long hair. He looks like a cult leader, and then people are bowing before him. But the reason it ties it in to me is because he says Ethan Hawke is the character that gets the cool line in the trailer. He talking to Oscar Isaac, and he says, embrace the chaos. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> does that mean we're getting chaos magic? Embrace the chaos. Uh, But I don't know. Out of all the Marvel properties that are on the horizon, I think I'm most excited for Moon Knight. I am too. Just seeing Oscar Isaac in those little tiny bits, just there's that one. It just really hit me in the face for some reason when he's driving that panel van and he sees he has a gun in his hand. He's like, huh? That's it. I mean, it's acting, but (laughs) but it was just visceral. It was you could tell he was he just did a good job of being like, why do I have a gun in my hand? He, I I don't think we've seen Oscar Isaac's play crazy yet. Yeah, right. But it seems like he's doing a really good Mm -hmm. job. And then all the Egyptian themes, like the the whole lore behind Moon Knight is he gets possessed by the Egyptian moon god Khonshu. Mm -hmm. Like that's a real thing. It's a curse. It's a curse because Konshu, yes, being the moon god, he's also the god of vengeance, mm-hmm. but also the shepherd of the lost. Mm. And that's what makes it so intriguing because Moon Knight, I don't know if you can say, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? He seems oh. like he's like a gray man. He is, kind of. It's kind of, Moon Knight always was, well, I mean, that's the same thing with Batman. True. In a lot of ways. And Deadpool. Yes. So there's a, there's a, and Punisher. Punisher for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of anti-hero characters. I, I don't know what it is about me. I think I gravitate more to those than like your Captain America's, your Iron Man. Like I get mm-hmm. it, do what's right whenever it calls for doing what's right. But I kind of like the complexity of, uh, is this the right call to do? Right. Is this an Egyptian god speaking through my cracked brain or am I doing the right thing? Yeah, it looks it looks really good. But you mentioned Loki, so I'll jump this in. This is this wasn't a trailer, but this was an interview. Uh, Loki season two is confirmed and coming back and has started production. Woohoo! Because they were interviewing Owen Wilson and they're like, "Hey, is Mobius coming back?" And he's like, "Uh, well, like you know, doing the usual." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm in a movie with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> doing the usual Owen Wilson bit, but eventually, after the hesitation, he did confirm that Mobius is coming back and season two has started production for Loki. Cool. That's awesome. My 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 biggest question about that is, will we get to see him get his jet ski in this season? Because <laughs> I was promised a jet ski in season one, and I never saw it. I was promised a jet ski. I was promised flying cars. <laughs> That's it. Oh, the end. Like, 
I don't know. Like all this is like you can see the framework of how they're setting all this up for Marvel Phase Four, and it's definitely supernatural occult. On the Eternals episode, we talked about Midnight Suns and Blade and Moon Knight and all that. Like I'm all for supernatural Marvel. Are you more of a superhero Marvel, or like where do you dip in? It's, it's interesting because I, I, I I'm not all that familiar with the supernatural Marvel stuff, and then the superhero stuff. I'm more familiar with it, but I was always really an X-Man and Spider-Man kid. There you go. So Spider-Man is the only one of that that's really superior because X-Men are mutants. It's a whole different kind of thing. And you'd see the other guys when they crossed over and stuff. So it's going to be interesting, too, in the future to see what they're going to do because they have the X-Men stuff now, right? I I think. think? I think. Yeah. So because it's always been the X-Men to me. Other than like the weird little crossovers they do here and there mm-hmm. to sell book comic yeah. books, but it was always very separate because it was always very like in this world people gain their powers through mutations. Yes, and that's it. That's it. And there's no one else around really, and we don't touch on it much except for those few books where Captain America versus Wolverine because fun. Yeah, but they they only kind of dip into like the super serum stuff or created superheroes or right. like your moon knights where they're just super strong but not necessarily or hawkeyes you know they're yeah exactly really good humans exactly so i mean it's interesting because it's almost like you're going to kind of have to keep it separate or reintroduce all that kind of stuff because you can't do that you have to almost pull in eternals like where were you during the blip there you go like where were the x-men when New York was getting attacked. They were hanging out at Sony headquarters. Right. Or Fox headquarters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't, it has to be, it's, to me, it almost has to be a separate thing. Here's one interesting tidbit. I know we did talk about Doctor Strange trailer already, but to jump back into it, there is one scene in there where Doctor Strange is brought by some Ultron robots, which is another Easter egg, but he's brought into this interrogation room where you see these shadowy figures in mm-hmm. chairs. Rumor is that's Marvel's Illuminati. Marvel's Illuminati has the rotating cast of characters. It's been Reed Richards has been in there from Mr. Fantastic from Fantastic Four. Hmm. Uh, Tony Stark has been on that seat at some point for a couple runs. But the voice we hear that's talking to Doctor Strange in that scene is Patrick Stewart (gasps) as apparently Professor Xavier. What? So I don't know how much we're going to get of it, but that's X-Men coming into Doctor Strange. Hmm. Whether that's a variant, a multiverse, that remains to be seen. But it's Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. If you're doing multiverses, then that's where X-Men is. It's in one of the other ones. There you go. One of the other verses. <laughs> so if, well, yeah, I never thought of that. Maybe they, that is a good way to bring X-Men into it without them being in, you know what I mean? That's it. Wow. It's a multiverse. It's an offshoot. So it right. could count. It could not count. That's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they didn't have Thanos in the blip over there. There you go. And they have no, like there's, it's a mutation. Yeah. Like I said, I just recently within the past few months rewatched Logan and it's so good. Oh, that holds up. Yeah. It's such a good movie. Um, and I just, it was a, it was a very nice swan song to Wolverine played by Hugh Jackman. Absolutely. But it also kind of left me like going like, oh, I want more like this because that was kind of its own. It's own, like the other X-Men stuff, you know, that he was in sort of, you I, know, yeah, was, it. was it led up to it, obviously, because that's what happened to it. But just having that kind of very adult superhero stuff that's not like Deadpool adult. Yes. But that kind of adult is really intriguing to me. 
And I think X-Men as a series is a good one to do it with. Absolutely. No, for sure. And, I mean, we're both Wolverine fans. I think we've stated it on the podcast a few times. But to be able to just focus on him, because I, I would argue he's one of the more complex characters out of all the X-Men. Mm, for sure. And it was, like you said, perfect swan song. It is more adult. It's old man Logan rather than just berserker raw. I'm going to mm. claw things apart, you know. No, Logan, Logan is a great rewatch. But hey, maybe with the with, maybe with the multiverse, we're getting Professor X. Maybe we'll get more Wolverine. They're saying there's rumors about Iron Man coming back again, not as Robert Downey Jr., but a variant Iron Man is possible with all this Illuminati tie-in. So mm. I mean, the possibilities are kind of endless. Yeah, that's what you get for playing with time, I guess. Yeah. Speaking of X Men and Sony and Marvel, and you mentioned you liked X Men and Spider Man were the ones growing up. Yep. Spider Man No Way Home. Yes. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Is currently stuck in distribution, publishing rights, streaming hell. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? Yes, it has No Way Home. <laughs> it has no, no home. <laughs> oh, I set you up for that. That was easy. That was awesome. Spider Man No Way Home should have been coming to Disney Plus. Home, I would think so. Home of all the Marvel movies. You can watch Tom Holland and the Avengers as Spider-Man on Disney+. Plus. But I didn't realize this until it was pointed out. You cannot watch Spider-Man Homecoming or the first of the Tom Holland Spider-Mans because Sony has a deal that they still own Spider-Man mm-hmm. and they've let Marvel borrow their toy. But they've said, if it's standalone Spider-Man, it's ours. If it's ensemble Spider-Man, you can have it. What a weird deal. Yeah. So... Spider-Man No Way Home is not coming to Disney+. Plus. Hey, Sony, that has Doctor Strange in it for a whole bunch, though. <laughs> oh, well. Does that mean it goes to Marvel, though? Further complicating that is that Sony has done a, a, an updated deal with Marvel in that the theatrical releases from 2022 to 2026 will go to both. It will go to Sony and Disney+. Plus. Mm. But because No Way Home is 2021... That doesn't fall in the deal. Well, does Sony have its own streaming service? It looks like they don't, hmm. but they do have another agreement with the streaming service Stars with a Z. Do you remember the old Stars channel? I remember the old Stars channel. I didn't know it was a streaming service. No, I didn't even know it existed anymore. You and me both. <laughs> but apparently it still exists, and Sony has a deal with it that they can, when Sony has their theatrical releases, mm-hmm. it goes to Stars. After the three to six month waiting period, whatever it is. Oh. So the current rumor is that Spider-Man No Way Home will show up on Star Streaming Service. Seems kind of like a bummer. It does seem like a bummer. And I mean, is it currently or is it going to be available for like rental type stuff? No, because no? they can't figure it. Like oh. it can't go to Disney+. Plus. So it's not even going to be on like Fandango or any of those things? Not that I'm aware of. Are they just trying to sell DVDs again? <laughs> Maybe they'll do the, the, the trick where they re-release it in theaters for the second run and people have to go back to the dollar theater or something. Hmm. But so those of you that didn't go see No Way Home in theaters, you're going to have to wait a little bit to yeah. see it on streaming. So. Yeah. But the, I'm sure they sell the DVD, right? They must have sold that around Christmas time. I, I don't even know if the DVD oh. has come out yet. What? In the old... I'm I'm... As an old Blockbuster employee, I'm going off my preconceived knowledge that it used to have a theatrical run, then there would be a six-month wait, and then it would go to DVD. Right. I don't know if we're the six-month window outside of the theatrical release yet. I haven't been to Target recently to look and see. <laughs> if you have the DVD right now, uh, tell us about it and then send us a copy. <laughs> 
Uh, but there were a few more trailers in our Super Bowl extravaganza. Super Bowl. This one is not Marvel-related, but it is an established franchise. They showed us the trailer for the third in the trilogy to complete the Jurassic World trilogy, and that is Jurassic World Dominion. Yes. Any first thoughts? Um, This is a sequel to that one that it came out a while ago, right? Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Is that the one? See, I'm trying to remember my Jurassic Worlds because it was a while ago. Okay, so these are the Chris Pratt Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yes. Dishes. Yes. Okay. Um, the last one I saw was like the black market dinosaur selling thing. Was that the middle one? The, when they had the auction, that's Fallen yeah. Kingdom. So and, that's the second one? And it's basically the whole crux of why we get dinosaurs coming into urban areas and right. human spaces. Okay. The first one was like the theme park. That's where we see Bryce Dallas Howard right. is taken over. The doctors okay. are all still there, but Hammond is out, and they're just trying to do Jurassic Park again, but better. Okay. Yes. I remember being like, eh, with that one. But yeah. the second one, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Yes. And there's the thing where, like, that little girl might be a clone. <laughs> that they did, they did hint at it. Which is kind of cool. So, yeah, I mean, I th- have a good taste in my mouth from that second one. Okay. I actually enjoyed it, I think, because it's one of those classic, like, how I was with Eternals. There you go. You go in there going like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. You're like, oh. Low expectations, you mean you have a good time. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm interested because I like the last one. And I'm with you. Like, I'm a huge fan of the original Jurassic Park, Lost World, Jurassic Park 3. Mm -hmm. That was the first trilogy. That's Mm -hmm. all Steven Spielberg, all that stuff. They did pick it up with Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and now this new one, Dominion. And I think they're like for being a rehash, they are doing cool concepts, like you're talking about with the cloning. Mm-hmm. With the new Dominion, we're going to get dinosaurs that live among us, which we've always wanted to see. They hinted at that with the first trilogy, mm-hmm. where you see T Rex next to the Shell gas station prices, and it's like fifty cents a gallon. You're like, holy crap, this movie is in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but with this one, my only nitpick, I'm I'm on board with the concept. Like you, I had fun with the first two world of first two of the world trilogy because i had low expectations it's just dinosaurs and action sequences but for this one they're bringing everybody back i know jeff goldblum is there sam neill is there laura dern is there chris pratt is back bryce dallas howard all the players are coming back and we get hints to like they're doing lines from the old trilogy and all that stuff kind of stinks of a lot of fan service to me well yeah yeah i'm sure how are they like i mean i know the answer is probably money but you remember back in the olden times Mm -hmm. they couldn't get actors to do stuff again like sequels and stuff oh yeah they're just like no i'm not doing that again but now it seems like people are like yeah you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's yeah. interesting to me because I always remember because back in the 80s, the 90s, you, we didn't have the internet like we do now at all, really. And you'd see this stuff in like Fangoria magazine, fan magazines and stuff Yep. Um, where you'd read about this kind of stuff or on Entertainment Tonight, <laughs> stuff like that. And so often, you know, they would ask some actor who was part of a franchise, mm-hmm. would you ever reprise the role of blah, blah, blah? And they'd always be like, no. I've moved on. Yes. Grumpy, grumpy. I did it once. I did it perfectly. I don't yes. need to do it anymore. Exactly. But now it seems like everyone's like up for it. And I don't know why. And I just want to say money, but that can't be true because they must have been offering money back in the day. 
But I do have a theory that I just came up with while I was talking to you. Let me hear it. Is it because there's so much stuff now? Yes. That you kind of have to or else you're not going to, you know what I mean? There's just so much stuff that... You jump at what they're, what's offered to you in that, yeah. in that sense? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say there's so much stuff in that, like, Marvel itself, we, we were just talking about, Marvel's into a 26th movie arc, mm-hmm. like, continuation. Mm-hmm. And you can nitpick it and we can have debates on all of them, but after 26 movies, they're still going and people are still showing up. Yeah. So I think the days of, like, the sequels being less than mm-hmm. are less of a concern. Because that was a 90s thing, like... Aliens, the second in the trilogy, was always the example of, oh, this is the only example of the second movie is better than the first. Usually it's only the first movie that's good. Right. Matrix, people are like, oh, first one, two and three never happened. Yep. I think that's less of a concern now. Like, they know how to tell a three-movie story or a four-movie story or a 26-movie story mm-hmm. rather than doing one and then sort of doing the cash-in to... Like, oh, the first one was good. Let's cash in. I right. think it's less of that and more like, we had three planned. You want to come be in the third one? Yeah. It is. And it's interesting that it seemed like they would just throw stuff at the wall and they're like, this is a big hit. Make yeah. more. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's like, well, I never thought about more. <laughs> I'll know? do my best. You know, and it was, it's real interesting that, I mean, they just must have been moving a thousand miles an hour to get the next one made or something. Oh. It's crazy to me. But also, you're talking about people like Jeff Goldblum, and I love me some Jeff Goldblum, but he seems like the type that if you pay him to be like, hey, you want to come be Jeff Goldblum? He's like, sure. I got the weekend. Yeah, I mean, so much of it probably, like I said, money, but at the same time, they hadn't been offering money to do more X, Ys, or Zs. There you go. Apparently, they offered Robin Williams a whole bunch of money to do a whole bunch more Aladdin movies as the genie. He tapped out. He said, I did one. I'm done. I know. Maybe it's an artist integrity thing. Who knows? Artists have no integrity anymore. <laughs> Work for the man. <laughs> oh, but yeah, like I said, I'm, I will be in my seat with popcorn bucket in yeah. my lap for this movie. But for as much as I like fan service, I like it sprinkled in. I like it as little dashes in there. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be fan service like every other scene. Yeah. Be like, hey, remember that line? Remember this mm-hmm. dude? Too much mayo on your sandwich? Uh, yeah. but from the trailer we get so many cool set pieces it is dinosaurs i mean now we're talking to dinosaurs chris pratt is mind melding with them and Uh they follow his command so (laughs) that's such a twist that i'm on board with so i'll still be there and then one more in our trailer rehashes not a rehash but this is another property that we're familiar with that's coming back that showed during the super bowl we got our first look at the lord of the rings the rings of power yes that's a lot of words in that title. <laughs> Not out of character for Lord of the Rings, but still, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a little tongue twisty. <laughs> uh, but for this one, we mentioned it. I, I mentioned the announcement on it for last Nerd Alerts, but now we're getting some more details, especially mm-hmm. now that we have the first look. The first thing is that, uh, well, to rehash what we talked about last time a little bit, is that this is a series taking on Tolkien's second age. Mm-hmm. So the third age is the movies that we got that are wonderful. We love them. Peter Jackson went on our our Mount Nerdmort as well Mm -hmm. for those movies. Now they're going back in time. This is a prequel. It's the second age. It's a little bit shinier. It's a little bit newer. It's a little bit less farmland, what we got from the movies. Mm -hmm. Visually, how did the trailer strike you? It looked great. There you go. I thought it looked great. Yeah, I know a lot of people had problems with it, but I mean... Come on. It's like it's like the Star Wars prequels. Why does everything look so nice? Because it's new then. That's it. And the Empire didn't take over yet. 
Everything was nice yeah. and shiny. But also, this is like, oh, man, I thought it all looked great. Like you said, we're kind of due. Like, they're starting to do fantasy again. There you go. And I'm excited. It's just, everything looked great. I, I was, when it came on, I, no one was in the room for some reason. You know, <laughs> people leave the room to go get snacks yep. or whatever. And I started screaming, get out here. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is on. <laughs> but yeah, that was the inter- internet complaint was that it's like, it's too shiny and new. But like, exactly like you're saying with the Star Wars prequel, that's, that's a perfect uh, analogy because it's the same thing. We're going back a little bit better in time, yeah. you know, so it's going to elevate a little bit. But within the trailer, we got to see elven lands that might be hinted at as Lindor. We got to see awesome, cool human ports that might be Numenor, which we've heard. I mean, this is all, it's its all things that have been established in Tolkien's Cimmerillion, which I think we talked about last time, mm-hmm. only half familiar with. But this is going to be a, an, an ensemble cast where there's going to be 22 characters in this series. Wow. Reportedly. The main one being, uh, we see a, a lovely blonde woman, a lovely young elf. Played by Morphid Clark, and it's been confirmed that that is Galadriel. Kate Blanchett from the oh. original trilogies, we get to see her as a young whippersnapper elf. Oh, yeah. Of, of the young old age of what? I would say 200, yeah. 150? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. Like, yeah, how do, you, how do you cast that? It's like, well, technically we should get the same actress, sort of, or not. But I guess, I guess elves probably would age. Just over, it would be like way, way more. I am kind of happy, though, they did like the young actress that resembles Kate Blanchett rather than the current trend of the de-aging or Mm -hmm, deep faking. I've always wondered this, always, because I've played Dungeons & Dragons since like junior high, Mm -hmm. high school. Anyway, whatever. So I've always wondered, and we'll have this, we'll talk about this because we're nerds and this is a nerdy podcast. Yep. So elves, they live like a super long time. Mm Mm-hmm. Do they, like, they're born, they're babies, they're like elf babies, right? Mm-hmm. Is it like Grogu in Star Wars where they're, like, 80 years old and they're still, like, a toddler? I, I, or do they, like, shoot up super fast and then slow down? Yeah, they like, they have a predetermined pupa stage and then suddenly it's just, boop, like, like adolescence. Right. I have much deeper thoughts about this that I'm saving for our Book of Boba Fett talk. Oh, but it's a concern. Like, do they age? Is it just a different proportionate age? Right. You know, they still go through all the stages with proportionate timelines that we would, it's just on a way longer scale. Right. Or do they have, like, shortened stages where the infancy is still, like, 10 years, and then, boom, you're a couple feet taller, right. and then it's that for 100 years? Right. Because, I mean, evolutionarily, right, humans are terrible, Yes. At how long we're babies. Oh, absolutely. Because most animals pop out and can start walking. Like giraffes. They fall six feet and they stand up two hours later. It's like, what? Exactly. So it's more evolutionary advantageous to go through your, you know, youth quicker. That's it. So it it seems like elves would be like, it's like, it's like this 50 year old elf looks like, you know, a 10 year old kid running around. And it's like, and then you get the weird thing where it's like a 10 year old with like 50 years of life experience. It's kind of the Sprite Eternals thing we were talking about last time. It's like, are you really going to just be stuck with this kid form? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And I've never had it resolved. No one's ever given me a good answer. And I've looked in, I've read tons of fantasy and looked in tons of books. It's never really come up. Grogu's the first time ever that they've done like, yeah, 
he's like 80 years old and he's still a baby. That's it. And it's like, what? And we've never seen him progress farther than just being the baby. Yeah. At least not yet. Uh, that's a valid concern. But hey, maybe that's your fantasy series, though. You write about elves, and once they hit 25 years, it's just, boop, you're adult size now. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems interesting to me. Because elves are supposed to be, like, so awesome. Super awesome. And that's half the reason I'm excited for this Lord of the Rings series is because we're, we're getting more of the Sylvan elves. We're getting more of the Wood elves. We're getting more Galadriel, who's the royal elf. And we're seeing all this before all their kingdoms get shattered. We're seeing all the humans before, I mean, I, I said Numenor, but that is the city that eventually in the Third Age gets broken up into Gondor and Arnor. I, I'm kind of curious to see, like, with elf development, now we're getting, like, this world development that mm-hmm. we didn't really get. It was just sort of established in the later, tr- in mm-hmm. the Third Age trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I was going to do it, I'd just make them grow up at the same rate as humans do, and then they just kind of arrest. They there just you. keep going. Yeah, but then you'd make, then you'd think that would they just keep getting older and older and older looking. Now that you mention it, I think actually the Dresden Files Jim Butcher, I think his vampires, which synonymous to elves, uh, his vampires like do the normal human at least physically ranging development, and then once they hit like twenty five, that's it. Mm. It's kind of weird. Interesting. I kind of want to make a race that does that. But they just keep getting older and older and older. Ah. So they're like 500, but they're all like, like they look like, you know. Eventually you get into drow, like zombie territory. Yeah. Though. Like how, how long does the physical material hold up in that? It's interesting. I'm a thousand years old and I still got my arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but new Lord of the Rings set to premiere on Amazon September 2nd, 2022. We talked about Jurassic World Dominion. That's coming June 10th. Moon Knight's coming March 30th, Doctor Strange is May 6th, all those things. Speaking of aging up, and this we're getting into rumor territory, so there's the caveat for that. This is rumors, but hot negotiations, in quotes, according to Brent <laughs> Forrester, have started between Mike Judge, Greg Daniels, and Fox for the return of King of the Hill. Oh. We talked about the return of Beavis and Butthead yeah, right? on the last Nerd Alerts, and I think we even summoned, like, oh man, I wish they would do King of the Hill. Oh. I think we put this out in the ether yeah. and we're making it come to fruition. But they're saying if they do bring back King of the Hill, if negotiations go right, they're not going to pick up right where it left off. They're going to advance it with time. That's what we said. Exactly. Bobby is a grown-up. That'll be so hilarious. Like, Because you know Bobby's going to be a grown-up, but he's still going to be Bobby. Uh-huh. He's still going to be the boy that ain't right. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. And an old Hank Hill. That's perfect. Oh, my gosh. And they have so much politically to play on now. <laughs> I'm, I was going to bring up the same point because, yes, there's so much politically going on, but Mike Judge has always been real smart mm-hmm. on the commentary he makes. Mm-hmm. Idiocracy, people call that prophetic. You know, it's mm-hmm. still just a silly satire on like, here's dystopian future, but oh, maybe you made some <laughs> points. King of the Hill, you take these rednecks that we've grown up with, people from Ireland, Garland, Ireland, Texas, <laughs> that I, I mean, I have so many friends like this. Yes. Hanging out in the backyard. What do they talk about 15 years after Into the Future? Like, will they, they're probably going to talk about the same stuff we talk about. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, it hasn't been officially announced yet. They haven't reached a specific deal, but they are in talks to bring it back. And with all the news about Beavs and Butthead, I think the internet responded really well to it. Mm-hmm. So I think that all goes in favor. Something the internet kind of got real mad about recently was that mm. another series coming back is Futurama. Oh, yeah. Are you a Futurama fan? 
I mean, tangentially. I mean, I've watched it. <laughs> I always I like The Simpsons better. I get hey, and I like Disenchantment better than that even. Ooh, new we, season out. There you go. Oh yeah, season four just started. Yeah. We might have to fight about the Simpsons Futurama debate, but I can kind of see where you're coming from. For my generation, Futurama was always the box set DVD that everybody had in their collection, like Family mm-hmm. Guy, Futurama, maybe one box of The Simpsons. So I have seen a whole bunch of Futurama, mm-hmm. but I don't not like it. No, I, uh, no, I did, didn't mean to imply that. But it was one of those series that always seemed to be on and then go away and then come back mm-hmm. and get canceled mm-hmm. and, and was different stations, different times. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to keep up with yeah. it. The announcement was that uh, it's coming back to Hulu. Hulu ordered a 20-episode series. Oh. Uh, it's still going to be the creators David X. Cohen and Matt Groening from The Simpsons and from Futurama. And the original cast members coming back are Billy West, Katie Segal, Tress McNeil, Maurice LaMarche, Lauren Tom, Phil Lamar, David Herman, but not John DiMaggio. Yeah. Most notoriously for voicing Bender. Mm-hmm. The internet got real mad because apparently Bender is the heart and soul of Futurama. Okay. Why won't he do it? Internet rumor says it's it's pay disputes, but oh. they, they haven't blamed the pay disputes on Hulu. They haven't blamed the pay disputes on John DiMaggio. It's just, I guess, maybe they're still in talks mm. and just not coming up to a number. Mm. Uh, DiMaggio did respond on Twitter to everybody that was like, "Why bring John DiMaggio back. Bender's the, Bender's the whole point of the show. Uh, DiMaggio did say, thanks for the concern and the props, everyone. I really appreciate it. Don't worry, I'll keep you posted. But until then, Jesus, hashtag Bendergate. So it seems lighthearted in his response and that it's just, mm. I guess, delayed negotiations rather than attitude or red tape. Interesting. But I, it, it was just so funny to me because I like the Bender character, but my favorite in Futurama was always Zoidberg, the crab dude. <laughs> Why not Zoidberg? <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, from what I've watched of it, it's a very ensemble show. Yep. It's not like, the, see, The Simpsons was interesting because The Simpsons started off as pushing Bart forward. Yes. But then they realized that the gold is in Homer. Oh, that's true. And then it kind of became the Homer Simpson show in a lot of ways. Yep. I mean, they do episodes focusing on the, the other characters, but really... It's for a long time now. Yes. It's been the Homer Simpson show. Very much so. And I would not say that ever happened with any of the Futuramas I'd seen. They'd always seem to be very balanced. Now that you mentioned the whole like Homer phenomenon, I think they noticed that with Bender. And so in the later seasons of Futurama, oh. you get more of the Bender-centric episodes. Oh, okay. In the same way you get Homer-centric episodes. Interesting. Like everybody else gets their little one-offs, but people are like, hey, let's bank on this guy. Maybe I never saw them later. How many seasons were there? Uh, Futurama, like I said, it came back and went a couple times. Oh. I think there's like five, six seasons. Yeah. That's a, that's a guess, though. Over a span of years? Yep, over a span of about seven or eight years because okay. there was hiatuses in yeah. there. Hard to keep track of. That's probably why I kind of lost track of it. Because I remember seeing like the initial stuff. I remember seeing all the stuff that first ever happened about going to the future, and there's his like grandson, basically great, 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 great. You know. And yep. I'm. I remember all of it mm-hmm. from the first. I think I watched the entire first season. Then Fox probably canceled it. And, you know, <laughs> soon. Yep. So. I lost track of it. But like I said, it's coming back. This one is confirmed. Production begins this month, um, and it looks like it's coming out at the beginning of 2023. So hmm. takes a lot of time to animate and do the voice work, yeah. but it is coming. Well, there's plenty of time for to cut a deal. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. It's still a year from now. It's voice work. But I also 
based on my own nerdiness, I went and looked at John DiMaggio's IMDb just to see what he's been up to. Dude doesn't need to be in Futurama. He's in Disenchantment, like we were talking yeah. about. He's in Final Space. He's in Inside Job. He's in Adventure Time. Like, his credits are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, it's even hard to figure out what he's known for because it's just like bullet point, bullet point, pow, 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 like on a monthly basis. So if he doesn't come back, I guess that's bad for fans, but I don't think it'll hurt John DiMaggio too much. But uh, one last thing on the animation note. I saw this. It was making the rounds just as much as the the John DiMaggio controversy was. I sent you the link, but there was almost a Deadpool animated cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. You mentioned Deadpool earlier, but a company called Titmouse Incorporated did a sort of test reel, like not really a pilot, not really a trailer, but they you know, put together a portfolio, be like, here's what we can do. They used audio from the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool movies and made this sort of short cartoon that you can go find on Twitter, on YouTube, and it's amazing. Yeah. And it's super adult, and it's super bloody and gory, but it's exactly what Deadpool should be. Mm -hmm. It has the fun animatics in the middle of it where they didn't finish, they didn't (laughs) Yeah, they got the storyboards. Yeah. Uh, that's, That's my question. Do you think, because of everything going on, because there's lane for everybody Mm -hmm. do you think marvel could get away with a mature adult in quotes animated lane with a deadpool or old man wolverine or something along those lines i mean yeah i don't see why not i don't know where you'd put it it'd be weird to put on disney plus because but they're putting moon knight on disney plus though that's it so yeah it's weird disney plus is weird to me because you put it on there and you got like encanto (laughs) and like the toy story stuff yep like very kiddie stuff. Perfect for babysitting. You know, and then you got other stuff on there that's not so kiddie. But I don't think there's there's nothing. Is there anything that's above TV 14 on there? On Disney Plus? Yeah. Not that I could yeah. pull off the top of my head. I don't think there is. But I mean, there's stuff that happens in Book of Boba Fett that's like, right? Yeah, and yeah. that's Star Wars. That's that's yeah. apparently, you know, kids media. Yeah. I mean, it's for everybody. It's yeah. family-friendly media, but you're still like, Ugh. Yeah. A lizard went into his brain? Yeah, right? That's what you want to... Yeah. <laughs> but I'm super curious. Like, this, the Deadpool animated reel that I'm talking about was canceled. It never took fruition, which is the bummer. But it reminded me of... In the 90s, there was a brief spurt of... I remember mostly for the Batman animated movies, but they did Batman Mask of the Phantasm and batman the red knight and they did iron man and daredevil and just these one-off sort of animated superhero movies that were like not necessarily like Mm r-rated but like christopher nolan gritty and more adult serious Mm -hmm. mature you know for whatever that means i don't know i kind of hope they try that at least to try and bring it back Mm -hmm. yeah if you're gonna do it deadpool's the great one to do it with because it's already the movies have been successful and, and they're that way and all this, so. like, I mean, Deadpool can't die. That's stuff you can do in animation, like mm-hmm. where he loses an arm or is flattened or is beat to a pulp. Like, you can show all that in animation. Save right. yourself some money. Yeah, yeah, he gets flattened. It's <laughs> really funny. But then bounces back because he's Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also was aware of that because, like I said, the animation reel was done by Titmouse Incorporated. And I bring that up just to shout out a recommendation Currently on Netflix, they're doing Titmouse Incorporated is doing the series Legend of Vox Machina, which is essentially an adult take on a D&D group going through a role-playing game, and I'm having a ton of fun with it. Oh, wow. Super tropey, super classic, but it's like if you're our age or older, it's kind of in the same voice as you and your friends 
playing an RPG, having a few brewskis and sitting around in the garage. Oh, wow. It's not for kids, not family friendly. So <laughs> there's the caveat right there. But if you need, if you're in the mood for some fantasy, some D&D, like meet in a tavern and go kill some bad guys like murder hobos, <laughs> that show does a real good job of sending that up. I'll have to check that out. I, I don't even, how has that not even come up on my recommended? It should be with your algorithm, with yeah. as nerdy as we are, it should. But it did just start. Like, oh, okay. Like, it might not even be a month old. So, oh, okay. I'm giving you the early scoop on it. That might be why. And then, just to wrap up, a couple more nerd alerts on some movie news. This is not Marvel. This is not animated. But there are some weird little headlines. So, I'll go through a couple of them and see what you think. Give me what you got. First up, they're doing a Weird Al Yankovic biopic. Biopic? <laughs> biopic. What do you say? Dude, I I always said biopic because that's what it looks like, but I think it's supposed to be biopic. Dumb. Biopic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. Because it's a biographical picture? But it's biography. It's not... Wait, biography. There's a book that's called a biography, not a biography. Nope. Biopic. Biopic. Biography. Yes. Yes. Biopic. (laughs) That's our assumed (laughs) position. Uh, The best part about this news, it is the Weird Al Yankovic story, which is apparently going to tell his rise to uh, stardom as a pop culture icon, which he is. If you don't like Weird Al, we probably can't be friends. Uh, It's being produced by Funny or Die and Tango. Mm. But the main star, the person that's going to play Weird Al, is Daniel Radcliffe. What? Harry Potter. Wow. That dude, though, he's so trying to shake off that, that Harry Potter stink. That he does crazy stuff. And I would say crazy stuff that stands up to his Harry Potter work. So Yeah, no, no, it's it's not bad crazy stuff. I mean, he had like horns. He did the horns thing. He did horns. He's a dead body, right? Swiss Army man. Yeah. He did Guns Akimbo where he spends a whole action movie with guns stapled to his hands, (laughs) like bolted to his hands. And he did a whole whole Broadway theater run as well. Yeah. I kind of love it. Oh, I, that's perfect. I, I'm, I'm interested. Hey, man, I'm a huge Weird Al fan. I, he was the first celebrity I ever met in person. Nice. I have his autograph on the back of like a business card. I'm jealous. That's what was in my wallet at the time. I went to go see Weird Al with my friends. And when we went in, they gave us raffle tickets. And then they pulled the raffle tickets and whoever got the things got to go backstage nice and meet weird al and my buddy alex's number got called uh-huh. and out of all my friends he picked me to go back there with him which is why one of my kids is named alex oh awesome that's a good anyway, tribute i have a uh i have a uh a business card that i forget i don't even know what's on the front of the business card but i needed him to sign something so i pulled the business card out of my wallet i don't know whose it is and why, as a high school kid, I had a business card. But anyway, um, it says, like, hey, Kevin, Weird Al Yankovic. That's perfect. And that's that totally seems like Weird Al. He seems like he's always there for his fans. He seems like he's always there to have a conversation, sign mm-hmm. stuff. Seems like a real genuine dude. Yep. So I've touched Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> I'm jealous. So it was a great show. He, like, even, like, did costume changes. He put on the fat suit to do fat. That's all. Oh, that's awesome. It's great. Busted out the accordion, I'm sure. Oh, of course, yep. It's a staple. Mm-hmm. But that's what Weird Al is known for. He he is a satirical spoof musician, not to discredit it, because when you say comedy music, usually people knock that down a peg. But Not Weird Al. He is top tier. But he, he did have a funny quote about this biopic. Biopic, biopic. <laughs> 
Um, that makes me think that because Daniel Radcliffe is playing him, that this is just going to be a silly fest rather than your straightforward, like, behind the music of Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Weird Al says this, When my last movie, UHF, came out in 1989, I made a solemn vow to my fans that I would release a major motion picture every 33 years like clockwork. <laughs> I'm very happy to announce that we're on schedule. So this movie is coming out three, 33 years later as guaranteed by Weird Al, which is just perfectly silly. That's great, man. Uh, but he's gone on record to be he's super thrilled about Daniel Ratcliffe. Apparently he had a hand in selecting him, and he has no doubt that the movie will be fun. I'm weirdly excited. <laughs> what kind of food? Do I have to bring Oreos with the white stuff to eat while I'm watching this movie? <laughs> yeah. The, the What was that thing he did with the hot dog? Uh, for, it was on one of the shows. He did something funny. A Twinkie hot dog. A yes. Hot dog. Yes. Yes. That was on UHF. Yeah. <laughs> He puts the hot dog in the Twinkie. In the Twinkie, yeah. If I guarantee you, if Alamo shows this movie, yeah, they're gonna serve stuff like yeah. that. Shout out yeah. to Alamo Draft House. <laughs> I love it. And then, sort of last, that last nerd alert that we'll end up on is that this falls kind of in the biopic lane, but this is more narrative. This is more fantasy. But we talked about him at Mountain Nerd more. Steven Spielberg is doing a movie called The Fablemans. The who means? The Fablemans. Okay. F-A-B-L-E-M-A-N-S. The interesting thing about this is it's apparently Steven Spielberg directing the movie of him growing up as a child and becoming Steven Spielberg. Okay, so that's also a biopic. But I think... An autobiopic. But I don't think it's like a... a, From from the reports, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a beat for beat like, I went to school here and I did this. Seems like it's going to be kind of what J.J. Abrams did with Super 8, where it's Mm -hmm. like... Here's young Steven Spielberg and fantastical things that happened or didn't happen that inspired Steven Spielberg to become Spielberg. Seems kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-indulgent? A little bit. Maybe. But I don't, I mean, I don't know. He does things that are good. So (laughs) That's That's it. We were talking about him last time. Like, he does a real good job adapting other people's work. But I asked the question, like, what has Spielberg done recently? Yes, he did West Side Story, which is currently making the rounds. But... This seems like a purely original Spielberg hmm. production. Interesting. I know that, like, I remember when he did, when Saving Private Ryan came out, he said that he did Saving Private Ryan type stuff with his friends when he was a kid in the backyard. They, he would do, like, he was doing a World War II movie when he was a kid, basically. Oh, that's awesome. And I guess he said that there's literally some stuff in Saving Private Ryan that is, like, shots he thought of when he was a kid. Because there there are no details. Details are still under wrap. But if we're going off the title Fablemans, you're telling a fable, it sounds like what you're talking about. You have a friend group that you're telling stories with out in the woods while you're playing mm-hmm. games. Maybe he's just recreating those scenes with his childhood buddies from life. Yeah, maybe. I was kind of curious. Maybe that, does that mean we'll get to see a young Spielberg and Lucas like in college together? <laughs> I don't know when exactly they met up. Yeah, I don't know when they met either. But um, And Coppola, I think those guys all were like, Ron Howard, I mean, they're so, all in that class. Mm, interesting. But when did they meet up? Mm-hmm. I wonder if he does have a secret childhood friend in there that, you know, we don't know about. A little kid with a beard who's like, hey, hey, Stephen. <laughs> Sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> we should have this creature that talks with weird syntax. It's going to be great. He's got big green ears. Flannel, and like a 12-year-old with a beard and flannel. <laughs> But regardless of who shows up in the movie, there is a, bi- a big cast attached to it. Uh, we got Michelle Williams, Seth Rogen, Paul Dano, oh. 
uh, Julia Butters, Gabriel LaBelle, and then I don't know if he was ever a Spielberg childhood friend, but he he's asked David Lynch to be in this. David Lynch, who did Twin Peaks, yeah, yeah. Eraserhead, yeah. Mulholland Drive, like weird David Lynch, is now collaborating for the first time with Steven Spielberg, and that kind of blows my mind. Yeah, interesting. We'll see if he gets any... I, I don't know if... I wouldn't imagine Spielberg would let David Lynch have any creative control, but if he does, man, we're in for a weird, great time. And then one last shout-out to wrap us up. on On a sad note, but an honorable note... There was the news in the headlines recently that Ivan Reitman, influential filmmaker and producer behind Animal House, Ghostbusters, many beloved films, did pass away at the age of 75. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Reitman. Um, he did Animal House. He did Stripes and Meatballs. Essentially gave Bill Murray a start. Mm-hmm. He did Kindergarten Cop. Mm-hmm. Junior it's, and Twins, all the not, Arnold movies you love. Not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Uh, he did old school. He helped with mm. Beethoven. And then his son has his own career yep. outside of that. Yep. So quick shout out to Ivan Reitman. Thank you for all the work you did. That's certainly a nerd icon that might go on some mountain. We'll probably have to find a spot for him on yeah. some nerd more mountain. For sure. One of the, I mean, his son is one of the great contributions to Hollywood too. Absolutely. I mean, some good stuff out of him too. Those are the, I see Mikey is closing down the Nerd Alert feed. That's it. Nerd Alerts. Must recharge. Well, those were fun, Mikey. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. We want your take on Mikey's Nerd Alerts. You need to hit us up on all the social medias. We're there at Assuming Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you like super excited about Moon Knight like we are? Yeah. Um, are you like cold on Jurassic Park? Is it enough of the dinosaurs? Um, <laughs> Do you, do you think it's going to have too much fan service gravy on there and ruin it like Mikey does? Let us know. Uh, at Assuming Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also send us a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Every week, ask Mikey, how would you like the Gmail formatted? Uh, I'll say this. I want quick news headline bullet points. Just give me the meat. Be like, give me the hard, fast opinions. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. There's a lot of spinning plates for everybody going on right now. Just give me like, this is bad, this is good, you're wrong on this, you're right on this, and just shoot it my way, and I'll read it with open ears. Is, is it biopic? Is it biopic? Let me know. <laughs> for sure. We also want to ask you guys to, wherever you listen to this, we're on so many platforms now. We put this out on all kinds of things. But we know all those platforms have like a star rating, a thumbs rating, some kind of rating, please go on whatever platform you listen to. Give us all the stars, all the thumbs. And if you want to write a little review that says we're awesome, we'd appreciate that too. Yeah, yeah. So we want to thank you guys so much for the support and so much for listening. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for our announcing, not Scott Productions for our equipment, and Jazzar for our music. We hope you guys have a great rest of the week and a great rest of your February. Nerd alerts, nerd alerts, nerd alerts, nerd alerts, nerd alerts. See you guys next time.